From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at Three Falls Brand. Again, Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Happy Monday, motherfuckers. Let's start this week off right. Before we get into the Super Stack Show, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. I got fans from all over the world. I'm about to shout you all right now. I got a list of you motherfuckers. And I'm so incredibly humble and thankful for you guys. I'm talking about listeners from the Philippines, the United Kingdom, Germany, Russia, India, Ireland, Spain, Kenya, Brazil, Belgium, Belarus, France, Guatemala, Iceland, Jamaica, and of course the United States of America. Without you, there is no me, so thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today we got a hell of a show for you. We're talking all about the 1997 Royal Rumble. What a show that was from the Alamo Dome. We got Psycho Sid versus Shawn Michaels in the main event. We got the 30-man over-the-top rope Royal Rumble matchup. We got Undertaker versus Vader. We got Goldust versus Triple H. Ahmed Johnson versus Farouk. And a whole lot more. We're also going to be talking about the current landscape of professional wrestling going into WrestleMania 2022. I also got a special announcement about this Friday's episode. So without further ado, let's cut the chit-chat and let's get into the Superstack show right now. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Monday. Thank you for allowing me into your Monday morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I appreciate all my passengers from all over the world. Without you, there is no me. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Today, we got a lot to talk about. We're not only going to be talking about the current landscape of professional wrestling. 
We're going into WrestleMania. This is supposed to be exciting times. But for some reason, I'm not excited. I'm going to tell you why. And then like we do every Monday, I'm going to end the show off with some classic action. We're going to be talking all about the 1997 Royal Rumble. And it's crazy to talk about that time period, 1997. And looking back in 1997, I'm watching a show that is filled with superstars, filled with stars of tomorrow, and filled with household names. And I'm watching the current product, and I'm watching... I don't even know what I'm watching sometimes. Sometimes I watch this shit, and I'm like, yo, what does my life come to? What am I watching? But anyway, before we get into all that, I want to give a big shout-out to our sponsor, Three Falls Brand. If you're into music, rock music, if you're into wrestling, that's the merchandise you want to get. Check out Three Falls Brands for some really cool merchandise. I'm telling you right now, I rock with the shirts. I fuck with them heavy. Shout out to Three Falls Brand. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Yo, check them out. It is definitely worth the check out if you're into rock music, if you're into wrestling, if you want to fuse, if you want to have a little fusion of both in your wardrobe, check out Three Falls Brand. All right, so let's talk about the current state of professional wrestling. Because to be honest, I'm not even going to be biased here. It's not just the WWE. Right now, shit's just dull all over the place. So let's talk about it. I can't tell you the last time I was truly excited for the road to WrestleMania or WrestleMania in general. I think last year, the most exciting thing about WrestleMania for me or the whole build-up to WrestleMania was there's going to be fans at WrestleMania. Now that we have fans back this year, you can't just sell me on a fucking fan base being at WrestleMania. Ah, the card looks, on paper, the card looks stacked. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns is going to be a great matchup. Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back is going to be epic. The possible inclusion of Cody Rhodes is going to be epic. Edge versus AJ Styles should be great. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte should be great. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair should be great. So if there's going to be so many great matches, why am I not excited? It is because of this current state of wrestling. Raw and SmackDown in general is just dull. This doesn't feel like exciting times. This doesn't feel like the road to WrestleMania. I don't feel the jitters. I don't feel like I want to fucking watch WrestleMania. As good as that card is going to be. And you know I'm going to watch it. As good as that two-night event spectacular is going to be, right? Right now, the show just feels dull. I'm watching Raw. And besides a few moments here and there, there's no buzz in the air. I don't feel like this shit's about to be an epic show because we're on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Even going back as far as four or five years ago, the road to WrestleMania was exciting. Right now, the WWE just feels dull. The WWE feels like they're in cruise control when right now is the time where you expect them to put their foot on the gas. I don't know what it is. Am I wrong here? Am I the only one who thinks this? I doubt it. But I'm not even going to hold WWE. You know, I'm not even going to be biased. 
It's not just the WWE, though. I'm watching AEW Rampage on Friday, and that shit felt skippable. Yo, what happened to the time when AEW wasn't skippable? What happened to the time when AEW was must-watch? You know, I go back in time every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, and I talk about some classic wrestling shit, and I'm like, yo, it's sad. It's sad to see what the game became. It's sad to see. Like, you, I'm watching shit from 1997, Monday Night Raw, and I'm like, god damn. The risks that these men take. The risks that these women take. The risks that the product takes. I'm watching AEW Rampage and I'm thinking, if I didn't have to cover this shit right now, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it. And it's sad because it's weird. When Rampage came out, it was told to us that Rampage was going to be on par with Dynamite. It wasn't going to be no AEB show. But quickly we see how that wasn't the case. We were told that we were going to have the occasional tape shows. Now, every show's taped. We were told that this was going to be must-watch television. And right now, it don't feel must-watch. The show felt rushed. There was no entrances for any match. It's like, yo, if you tape the show on Wednesday and you have till Friday, you couldn't edit this shit a little better? You couldn't make it work a little better than what you did? This shit just felt like a fucking montage of matches. It felt like a fucking clip show. Andrade versus Sammy Guevara should have been on the pay-per-view instead of that stupid-ass six-man tornado tag match we're going to be getting with Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassie with Andrade versus Sammy Sting and Darby. We should have got a TV title match, a TNT title match, I should say, on the pay-per-view. Should have been a three-way Andrade, Darby, Sammy, because that would only make sense since Andrade stuck his nose into Sammy and Darby's matchup. What, so Darby just doesn't get another title shot? He got screwed out of the title and that's it? Should have been a three-way. Fuck the whole build-up. Have these three men go at it at the pay-per-view. Instead, we get a lackluster match on fucking Rampage. And we're going to be having a fucking nonsensical tornado tag match at the pay-per-view. You know, it's just like, usually I'm really structured with this show. I talk about one product. I talk about the next product next. Right now, I know I'm fucking talking about both AEW and WWE. But it's only because it's like, yo, the problem is on both sides. So when you got the AEW tribalist saying, fuck WWE, AEW so much better. Then you got the WWE tribalist saying, fuck AEW, fucking shitty ass product. WWE so much better. It's like, yo, the problem is on both sides. It's not even the wrestling. It's not the wrestling. There's never been a more athletically gifted time period in professional wrestling than today. These shows are not must-watch television. These shows, there's no cliffhanger. It's not episodic. If I miss Rampage and I watch Dynamite this Wednesday, I didn't miss nothing. And that's coming from an AEW diehard fan. 
And I think it's even worse on the WWE side because if I miss a show on the road to WrestleMania, I still feel like I didn't miss nothing. The WWE, let's, yeah, the problem with the WWE is the fucking lack of star power because they don't know how to make stars. You mean to tell me that we're getting Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn for the IC title at WrestleMania? There was nobody else that deserved an IC title match than Johnny Knoxville? But wait, that's not the only celebrity. Now you're telling me that we're getting fucking Logan Paul and The Miz teaming up to go against the Mysterios at WrestleMania? So, I I just announced a bunch of fucking great matches at WrestleMania, but I have to sit through this bullshit to fucking get to those great matches. And now, you have the fucking nerve to tell me that we might get Vince McMahon at however old this decrepit man is versus fucking Pat McAfee for some fucking reason? Rumored that we might get Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon? Why? What the fuck is the point? Who does that help? Who does that elevate? There's a... Look, this is just a rant to rant. There's no direction of what I'm saying right now. I'm sorry for the listeners if this is just like diarrhea of the mouth. But I'm just... You know, I usually go into Mondays talk about everything I saw during the weekend. And right now, the last two shows I saw was SmackDown and was Rampage, and both was just shit to me. So I really didn't think that there was much to talk about besides just saying that it's sad to see that on the road to WrestleMania, we got this. And on the road to fucking Revolution, where we're literally less than a week away, we get this. Professional wrestling needs to step it up right now. Or, or... The fandom needs to start watching more consistent products. Impact Wrestling is very consistent, very enjoyable. And to be honest right now, I've been saying it for months, Impact Wrestling is more must-watch than both the WWE and AEW. Fucking shoot me if you want to. I don't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying. But we're the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We talk about all types of time periods. That's why if if I'm not enjoying the shit from today, you know, I got a lot to talk about for the shit from yesteryear. And I got a big announcement. Since we are on the road to WrestleMania, I got to excite myself because WWE ain't doing it for me. So I'm going to have my boys, my rap group, the Lords of Gotham. If you don't know who the Lords of Gotham is, check us out on Instagram at Lords underscore of underscore Gotham, I play Lords of Gotham music every time you hear this podcast, we end the show with Lords of Gotham music, that's my rap group, yes, I rap, I'm gonna have my boys on the show on Friday, and just to celebrate the time period of being on the road to WrestleMania, we're going to do a watch along for the first time ever on this show, and it's going to be of... My favorite WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17. So this Friday, we're covering WrestleMania 17. It's going to be a watch-along. You can watch along with us. So that is going to be what gets me excited for WrestleMania. 
But when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking all about the 1997 Royal Rumble. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gibbs. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Eastern Block. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, Big Day Hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne. And I'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy, my gang member, Mike De Niro. And Mike, I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you. Like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike, if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang, me, Nick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely would be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Delarain podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out 
the Delarain Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Delarain Podcast. And remember, they do it three times a week. They ain't slacking, they're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man. Ladies and gentlemen, like we do every Monday, we end the show off right. We go back in time and talk about some classic WWF television. And on this episode, we're talking about the 1997 edition of the Royal Rumble. A very historic event, live from San Antonio, Texas. We're talking about Shawn Michaels versus Psycho Sid in the main event, Data versus Undertaker, we got Triple H versus Goldust, and of course we got the Royal Rumble matchup where Stone Cold Steve Austin made a name for himself and a star-making performance. So let's get into the 1997 Royal Rumble. This show started out hot. This is a huge packed crowd, 60,000 plus here in the Alamo Dome. All jam-packed, ready to go wild, and we got a stack show here. Starting it out hot, IC title match. It is Goldust versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And this is a grudge match because Triple H and Goldust have been going back and forth for quite a while. Triple H comes out with his new butler, Mr. Hughes, the legendary Mr. Hughes. Goldust jump starts the matchup on the entranceway. He nails Triple H. He gets a little hardcore in this matchup. He's hitting Triple H with the steel steps. This is a pretty good brawl. The referee's letting a lot go, though. And it's it's talked about on commentary how, you know, this is a little weird how the referee is not calling the DQ when you got Goldust hitting Triple H with fucking steel steps right off the bat. You got Triple H hitting Goldust with a fucking steel chair right in front of the referee. And they're not calling for a DQ. You have to remember at this time, ECW was getting hot. WCW was getting hot. So we were getting a little bit more hardcore with the WWF, trying to just keep the pace. So I actually had no problem with this being hardcore. I I mean, why not? Like, yeah, it wasn't announced as a no-DQ matchup, but fuck it. It's a grudge match. It should have been, you know what I mean? I enjoyed this matchup. In the end, Triple H wins this matchup. Like I said, the referee let a lot go. Definitely worth the watch. I, I enjoyed this. Next, we got Farouk versus Ahmed Johnson. This was a high-intensity brawl. The Nation of Domination attack, though, it was a really good matchup until it got to the end where the Nation of Domination attacks Ahmed Johnson, leading to the DQ. But Ahmed Johnson, he clears the ring. He takes everybody out. He then takes a member of the Nation of Domination and hits him with the Pearl River plunge through the French announce table. Good matchup, didn't last long, DQ finish, whatever. We got The Undertaker versus Vader next. This was a slow and methodical matchup. Match starts to pick up towards the end. Paul Bear comes out, 
Undertaker goes outside. He nails Paul Bear. He throws him into the ring. He goes to attack him, but Vader tries to sneak attack him, but it fails. Undertaker sees Vader. He he nails Vader. He takes him to the outside. Undertaker goes to hit a dive onto Vader onto the barricade, but Paul Bear moves Vader, and Undertaker nails the barricade. It looks sick. It looked like he went like armpit first. Could have impaled himself. What is? Oh, crazy ass spot there. Paul Bear then hits Undertaker with the urn. Vader throws Undertaker back into the ring, hits the Vader bomb. One, two, three, and Vader pins the Undertaker. Last week on Raw, Vader pins Bret Hart, then Vader pins the Undertaker. This is the build that Vader should have got going into his matchup with Shawn Michaels, not what we got. But anyway, Vader looking like a contender here. Takes out Taker, and then he walks away with his new manager. I'm assuming his new manager, Paul Bear. Undertaker's pissed off. He hits the choke slam on the referee. Next, we got the Royal Rumble matchup. First in the matchup, we got Crush. Number two was Ahmed Johnson. Crush takes it to Ahmed Johnson early on. Number three was Fake Razor, who uh, Ahmed Johnson takes him out pretty quickly. Ahmed eliminates himself after going after Farouk, who was on the entranceway for some reason. Stupid spot. I hate these stupid spots about fucking wrestlers eliminating themselves. Like, and then we got it twice on this show, too. Like, I don't know. But anyway, Ahmed takes it out of himself. Crush is standing alone in the ring. Number four, we got Phineas Godwin. Number five, we got Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is when shit starts to pick up. Godwin nails Stone Cold Steve Austin as soon as he enters the ring with a big clothesline. Godwin then eliminates Crush. And Austin then eliminates Phineas Godwin. Stone Cold Steve Austin standing tall and alone in the ring. Number six, we got Bart Gunn. He quickly eliminates Bart Gunn. Stone Cold still standing tall. Number seven, we got Jake the Snake Roberts. This is a rematch from the finals of the King of the Ring. Number eight was the British Bulldog. And while British Bulldog was making his way to the ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin eliminates Jake the Snake Roberts. The British Bulldog and Stone Cold Steve Austin have been feuding for a little bit on this show. So this is about to get interesting. Number nine is Pero from, not Pero, Piro from AAA. <laughs> Sorry if I butchered that name there. Number 10 was the Sultan. Number 11 was the legendary Mil Mascaras. Really crazy to see Mil Mascaras in here. It's like a, a star from the bygone era mixing it up with Stone Cold Steve Austin and fucking British Bulldog. It was a weird sight to see. But shout out to Mil Mascaras. Fucking legend. Number 12 was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. British Bulldog eliminates the Sultan. Number 13, we got Owen Hart. And Owen goes right after Austin. Owen Hart and British Bulldog double-team Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then Owen Hart eliminates the British Bulldog in a shocking turn of events. Number 14 is Goldust. He goes right after Triple H. Number 15, representing the Triple A promotion, is Cibernetico, who's only 20 years old at the time. He goes after Mil Mascaras. Number 16 was Mark Miro. Cibernetico has been eliminated, and so has Pericog. Pierog, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that name. I couldn't even pick it up when they said it there. I think his name was Pierog from AAA. Mil Mascaras then goes to the top rope and dives off to the outside, eliminating himself. Now, this is what I'm saying. Like, this was fucking stupid. Like, you had Ahmed Johnson and you had Mil Mascaras both eliminating themselves on this show. It was a little, ugh. But this was a very infamous spot where Mil Mascaras, I guess, had a lapse of judgment. And dives to the outside, eliminating himself in this Royal Rumble matchup. Making the legend look stupid. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, uh, we got Goldust eliminating Triple H. Number 17 representing Triple A. We got the Latin Lover. Latin Lover hits a big super kick on Owen Hart. Owen Hart then eliminates Goldust. 
Number 18 is Farouk representing the Nation of Domination. Farouk eliminates the Latin lover. Ahmed Johnson gets back in the ring, and he takes out a 2 by 4 and knocks Farouk over the top rope, eliminating Farouk. Stone Cold Steve Austin then eliminates Owen Hart and Mark Miro at once, and once again is alone in the ring. Number 19 is Savio Vega, who also had a feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin in the past, so it's getting a little interesting with Stone Cold facing his, you know, past feuds. Stone Cold Steve Austin, though, he makes quick work of Savio Vega, eliminates him. Austin is the man to watch it here. He's having a career moment in this matchup. Number 20 was the road dog, Jesse James, who has a quick fury of offense, but Austin quickly takes him out. Once again, Stone Cold standing alone. Number 21, here we go. Shit's about to get hot and heavy. Number 21 is Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett and Austin start to have like a hockey fight where they're just going at it. Brett is really taking it to Steve Austin. Number 22 is Jerry the King Lawler who gets up from his spot in the commentary table, goes right into the ring. Bret Hart hits him with one punch and Jerry the King Lawler falls right out the ring, getting eliminated. Number 23, we got Big Daddy Glenn, fake diesel. Big Daddy Glenn. Number 24 is Terry Funk, the legendary Terry Funk. Who, by the way, at this time, three months later in April, he becomes the ECW champion on ECW's very first pay-per-view, Barely Legal. Check out my Barely Legal review show. I think I did it about, like, March of last year. Very good show. Check it out. Anyway, Terry Funk enters this uh, Royal Rumble match at 24. Number 25, we got the rookie Rocky Maivia. Number 26, we got Mankind. Number 27 is Flash Funk. It's really starting to fill up here. The ring is filling up with a lot of stars here. Number 28 was Vader. Number 29 was Henry Godwin. And number 30 was The Undertaker. Taker goes right after Vader after their schmaz of a matchup earlier. Taker's like a man possessed. He's going after everybody. Vader eliminates Flash Funk. Mankind eliminates Terry Funk. Undertaker then eliminates Mankind. And then you got, this is a very important part here. Mankind and Terry Funk continue to brawl on the outside, which leads to all the referees going to try to break them up. While this is happening and all the referees' attention is on Mankind and Terry Funk brawling outside, Bret the Hitman Hart eliminates Stone Cold Steve Austin. But since the referees didn't see, Stone Cold Steve Austin goes right back in the ring. He eliminates Undertaker and Vader. And then he eliminates Bret Hart, and the winner is Stone Cold Steve Austin, but in controversial fashion, because Stone Cold Steve Austin was technically eliminated in this matchup, but since the referees didn't see it, technically, it didn't happen. And Stone Cold goes right into the ring, clears house, and he is your 1997 Royal Rumble winner. At this point in time, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going off to WrestleMania 13 for a title shot. Now, does that title shot actually happen? No. Instead, we get a legendary battle between Stone Cold and Bret Hart that makes Stone Cold an absolute megastar. But we'll get to all of that when we get to all of that. Anyway, Bret Hart is pissed. He's fucking livid. He's throwing a fit. He goes up to Vince McMahon. He confronts Vince McMahon. He's like, what the fuck you gonna do about this? He's cursing up a storm. Vince McMahon is like, well, this is poor sportsmanship, Bret. Like, what do you think he's going to be fucking happy for Stone Cold's success? Like, he threw him out. He was eliminated. Anyway, Bret Hart's irate. Next, we got the main event, the WWE Championship matchup. It is Psycho Sid, the WWE Champion, versus the hometown hero, Shawn Michaels, HBK. I got to say, this was a good matchup, but I don't 
know if I like it over the 1996 Survivor Series matchup. I might put the 1996 Survivor Series matchup just a tad over this matchup between Shawn Michaels and Cyclo Sid. Anyway, in the end, Shawn Michaels wins the matchup. He gets his comeuppance. He gets his just do when he nails Psycho Sid with the camera and then hits a huge super kick. One, two, three. He is your new WWF World Heavyweight Champion. He celebrates in front of his friends and family, in front of his hometown crowd in San Antonio, Texas. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed this show. It was a stacked show with a lot of talent. Stone Cold, The Rock, Mankind, Terry Funk, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, The Undertaker, Vader, Shawn Michaels, Sid, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Bulldog. A lot of, a lot of talent that I grew up enjoying. Every Monday we follow this time period. We go in episodic order of Monday Night Raw. And I, not to take it back to the earlier rant that I had in the podcast, but it's like, if only we could go back, right? I know we can never go back. But the mentality of having must-watch television, must-watch pay-per-views, that's something that I wish we could go back to. Now, when I talk about shit, I'm not talking about going back to the Attitude error. I'm not talking about going back to a time where things were more risque. But you could at least try to make this shit more must-watch. Just like this time period was. I, I, I'm i a huge fan of AEW. I fucking love AEW. I fucking love WWE. I love everything. That's why I'm a little baffled. Is it just me or is just stuff just not as exciting right now? It just feels like wrestling as a whole is kind of in a slump. And I hope shit gets better. If it's going to be better, it's going to be this week. Because AEW has Revolution on Sunday. AEW has a live Rampage on Friday. And AEW's home in Daly's Place on Wednesday for Dynamite. So, I'm expecting them to have a pretty big weekend. I am expecting the WWE to continue to build towards WrestleMania. But shit, like... If Stone Cold is wrestling, show me Stone Cold. If, If Cody Rhodes is coming, like... WWE needs to do something just to feel like WrestleMania again. I don't know, man. I don't know. But we'll see. Maybe I'm a little too hard on the product right now. I don't know. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, join me here on Wednesday for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, where we'll be talking all about tonight's Monday Night Raw, tomorrow's NXT. We'll be giving you the rundown of AEW Dynamite, the go-home Dynamite before Revolution. And like we do every Wednesday, we'll be going back in time to the land of extreme and talking about ECW Hardcore TV. It is the show that is the post-November to remember Hardcore TV. All the fallout on this week's episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So stay tuned. And like I said, Friday we got the big watch-along of WrestleMania 17 along with King Huey and Eddie Niggs from the Lords of Gotham. We're going to have a good-ass time. So, come join us on Friday for the watch-along. It should be lit. Anyway, enjoy Raw tonight. Have a great Monday. I love you guys. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I appreciate you all. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, 
TikTok, YouTube, all the socials. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I will catch you all on Wednesday. One love. Peace out. Tough in the hood till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who can fuck with the Nero? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bash it like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Allah, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross. That's when your ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streaks, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing them something. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas that get tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor Till the wolves done Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.